because it's fun. It's fun to do bad things. 24-7 Comedy Radio. I want to do horror stuff with my friend. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Click the Amazon link to on SeanTGreen.com to support The Green Room. And now, live from Silver Lake, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green! All right, everyone, welcome to the... Welcome to the Green Room Comedy Podcast. We're doing it live here on SeanTGreen.com, presented by our good friends over at 247comedy.com and sponsored by Amazon. And uh, I want to say thank you to you. Thank you to you guys. Uh, this has been one of our biggest weeks on Amazon, or actually biggest month, so I really appreciate you guys clicking through. It's pretty easy. All you got to do is click the link. Whatever you buy on Amazon, we get a chunk. It's, you know, a couple bucks here and there, but in this economy, it makes a difference. All right, I'd like to welcome on my left-hand man, Mr. Logan Lystico. Logan, what's happening? What's up? All right, bringing back the what's up. Any any reason for that? <laughs> I've never it's, used it before. It's all a pretty right. obvious one. It is. It is. The was up was sitting. <laughs> it sitting. really caught John off guard, uh, our guest. Our guest for the evening, Mr. John Huck. John, thanks for being on, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I wouldn't even have noticed that, but then you said that. Like, oh, you're bringing it back. And, I'm thinking, and then I just <laughs> registered like, yeah, I haven't heard that since like, I guess they did it on The Office. But I mean, it hasn't been in commercials right. for a long time. <laughs> no, it's it's been a long time for the was up guys. Now, just, so many greetings. I try to have a different one every time. And, yeah, I think was up guys were just right after Spuds McKenzie. Like there was a there was a window where the was up. I think it was now were the was up guys were they before or after the Budweiser frogs? I think I, they were after. I think it was. I think the frogs came in between uh, Spuds and the was up guys. That I, makes sense. That I makes sense. Actually, the was up guys. I feel like or, yeah, you're right. They were later on. It could have been. It actually could have been at the same time because now I feel like those. Frog commercials lasted for a really long time. Like, they did have a they did have a I mean, long they shelf made T-shirts life. and everything. I think right? it was at the same time because I remember thinking like, wow, they have two campaigns, and then they brought in these geckos or something to replace the frogs. Uh, I don't you remember that? There were lizards, yeah, there were lizards, and then Geico ripped them off, and now they have ninety five <laughs> campaigns running at the same time. Yeah. Geico, man, that it, it, cavemen I, flow, lizards go. <laughs> all right, they're a production company I, at this point. Can we can we sign some deal with Geico? Can we just all agree? <laughs> we'll we'll all do the survey. We'll all do the fifteen minutes or less, just collectively, and then I'll never have to watch it again. Or I'll just buy Geico insurance just to never have to watch it again. It's like well, it's like McDonald's or Budweiser or Coca Cola. Like oh, they exist? Really? I had no idea. Like, yeah, it's not like people are walking through a grocery store like. What was that commercial I saw the other day? Uh, Coca Cola. That's it. I'm gonna get a two <laughs> liter. Get a two I'll liter. give I'll give McDonald's and Buzz, Budweiser a little bit more of a pass just because. Oh hey, McDonald's Budweiser. It's an impulse buy. Or oh hey, the McRib's back. Okay, <laughs> but the car insurance you get it once. I mean, I had car insurance. Well, I don't have. I don't. <laughs> like I do. I do still. It's, it's, I mean. it's a long story. I don't have a car right now, but. The the thing is, once you get car insurance, you, you just stick with that company forever, right? I mean, well, no, I mean, I was I ran like three red lights. I was paying upwards of like four hundred and fifty bucks a month, and I was like, I really? can't pay my car insurance. And my buddy goes, What are you doing? Go get the crazy DUI insurance. <laughs> and I called some like you know random like Stonewood or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, Hey, you guys, this is my problem. And they're like, Yeah, ninety bucks a month. I was like, Hey, oh, so now, <laughs> now I have like the 
stone wall or whatever it's called. Car it is. You drive around L.A. especially, and you'll see these little kind of in these in these like kind of rundown shopping centers next to like a, a really bad yeah wa- you know a, str- a really bad, bad laundry ball. place and it just says yeah, like a car insurance place, a laundry place car insurance place and a little Caesar's pizza car insurance nineteen dollars come and no questions asked like wait I thought you had to ask questions for car insurance it, <laughs> yeah I heard just a, signing I heard... it off like you don't want to ask me anything nope here you go nope. some car I heard insurance. an ad that said if you if you suspended license no problem it's like well wait a minute was that not a problem. <laughs> Yeah, that really feels like it should be a they problem. They just draw the words car insurance on a piece of paper and crayon and hand it to you. Here's your car insurance. Yeah, I mean, it, that's got to come up at some point. Of just, I mean, God forbid you actually get in an accident, then maybe that's where you're screwed. But if you don't have – as long as you have liability coverage and you're not insuring, like, a nice vehicle, why not just go with the cheapest? That's that's the thing. It's like I drive my – I beat the crap out of my car, and I'm not going to, like – I park it really close to fancy cars and, like, parking lots. Yeah. And, well, you know what, guys? Way. Five minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. <laughs> oh, so this – you didn't tell oh, me the show was man, brought to you by Geico. <laughs> but, but, hey, guys, we're talking about it, which is, like, the most annoying thing it adds. No, now I really have a, a vetted interest against Geico. And I think also it, – also it's because they're on football. And football is probably the last time, or just sports in general, is when I actually watch commercials. Yeah. Because I feel like for the majority of the time – Unless noted commercial actor John Huck's in a commercial, <laughs> yeah, then then if, I, then if I'm T-boy <laughs> through, I'll, I'll give a little pause and go, oh, "Nice read, John. Good work." And then I, and then I like I'll the, fast forward through like the rest the of the commercial. Choice. I like the character choice. Now you you seem to get a lot of commercials. Have you been doing any commercials lately? You know what? I haven't, man. I uh, actually just had a couple of callbacks that I blew miserably. Yeah. So. Now um, see, I've I've auditioned for commercials. I've gotten a few callbacks. Haven't booked anything. You've actually booked something. Take us through the like callback process. How do you know you've messed up? Because I feel like the ones that I messed up horribly, those were the ones I actually got called back for. So then I, I get called back, and I'm like, wait, should I do an awful job like I did last time? Because maybe that's what they're looking for. Or maybe they didn't even listen to my audition. They just saw that, oh, he looks like some uh, drunk schlub that we can throw in this Bud Light commercial. Give us give us your strategy for auditioning for commercials. Well, I mean, it's funny that you say that because some of the commercials that I've booked, I've walked away from going, wow, I won't be hearing from them anytime soon. <laughs> like, like I walked to this one and I was all sweaty and then I went in there and I, I like did this. I just got down in my underwear with like just a wife beater on and I was like, yep, here we go. And they're like, okay. And then <laughs> Red Fort and they're like, hey, can you, uh, can you say, can you say this like you're like you're a little confused, and uh, I go like I've been on acid for five days, and they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, okay, <laughs> sure." So you're like, a method actor, John. I, I was just like, I just I, you just you know, threw it out there. Sometimes and they... things just pop out of your mouth, and you're like, "Oh, I probably shouldn't." By the reaction, you're like, "Well, what? I thought that was going to be funnier." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I did it, and they were like, "Okay, great, thanks." And like just the looks on everyone's faces, you're like, "Well, that's that didn't go." well at all <laughs> yeah and then like two days later like yeah you, you booked it and i was like really uh, all right great well because it's it is a weird thing where the casting director no matter how good or how bad you do they immediately wow that was great but, yeah though see though you can never believe those people it's it, and i don't mean to say it like those people like a casting yeah i mean exactly. i like casting directors they're nice people please put right them in they're something. great they're great people yeah, are you listening help me but they're protecting de- themselves from crazy actors who say right. yeah, they're that's, dealing that's, with fragile egos, I understand, but you can't really get any honest feedback from No, but yeah. I mean, except for, I've, I've had some from a couple that really are trying to get me in on the job. You know, they've been like, look, dude, we're going to do that again, but do it like this. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like at least if you're nice to them, they'll be nice to you or if they like you, yeah. whatever. But I, I think the callback is what messes with your head. 
Because yeah. the first time you go in, you're like, yeah, I'm probably not going to get this, did it, did it, and you're either really natural or you're really funny or whatever it is. And they're like, we want you to come back. And then you're like, oh, what did I do in there? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, I try to wear the same clothes, like even if yep. it's like two days apart. Like, yep, <laughs> yep, that's it. Yep, that's these right. are yellow stains. It's yes. my outfit. Yes. No, I had a little more chili. You didn't see because that wasn't there the last time. <laughs> but I think the character loves chili, so I think this is a okay. This is just a commercial, sir. <laughs> yeah, but I'm really getting into the character. I mean, we saw that the way those guys tailgated. That looks like a guy who likes chili to me. All right, I'm getting into it. Oh, man. And it is funny, especially because some of the guys are real actory guys that go in for these parts, especially for, like, beer commercials, especially I noticed it. And so you think, like, oh, okay, these guys are hanging out, drinking a lot of beer. And then you get there (laughs) in the waiting room, and it's like a guy gave me, like, a 10-minute soliloquy on how Bikram Yoga changed his life. Like, yeah, you know, I started – it's like you're not a beer-drinking guy. Come on. (laughs) But he might look like one. Yeah, that's all. I guess I guess that's all you need, man. Yeah, it's funny when you watch these football commercials. They all have mustachioed, like weird-looking guys. Who oh, that's look like college guys. But then you go out to the scene around here in L.A., the comedy scene, and it's just a bunch of hipsters with mustaches. Right. <laughs> and it's those are the same people that are in those commercials. <laughs> so now, John, you're a big uh, you're a big sports fan like myself, but I you're do. even more. I'm not uh, admittedly not as much a diehard baseball fan, but I. Uh, you're a diehard baseball fan. Give us your take so far on the World Series and the season in general. Uh, the season in general for me was terrible. I'm a Cubs fan. Right. Uh, so it was like a miserable, miserable existence. However, it, the offseason for the Cubs is going extremely well. They got Theo Epstein, and I, uh, I'm i excited, dude. I'm former former head of uh, GM of the Boston GM Red Sox. GM of the Boston Red Sox. Do you think Led that's them good? out of their funk. Uh, exactly. 86-year drought. They got two World Series under his belt. He's bringing back his the guys who were his assistants there are now coming to the Cubs from the Padres. It's looking really good. That now, are you something. worried you're getting a little too excited? Yeah, of course, see, of course, smiling, of course, of course, of course. I'm getting too excited. Like three or four seasons ago, they'd won. They just kept winning and winning. And someone's like, "Hey, how do you think?" I go, "Ah, it's going to end very badly." Like, and I know that it's going to take some time. And you know, if I kept rambling on about it, it would be ridiculous. But this season, I think, is going you know well for the Rangers. Right, Rangers and, uh, looking good. Yeah, and I'm, I'd like to see them win because <clears throat> if St. Louis loses, maybe they won't re-sign Poolhouse and maybe he'll go to the Cubs. And then, uh, you know, Halpin's a Ranger fan. and Yep, your buddy uh, Sean Halpin's exactly, a Ranger fan, so exactly. you, feel, so you he, feel for him. That's, and that's, that's 52 nice of you. years or whatever in the league, then they've never won a World Series. So, first World Series in now, franchise Now, wait, have the Cardinals history. ever won a World Series? Yeah, oh, they've won a bunch of them. Okay. The Rangers never won. No, yeah, yeah. No, I was talking about the Cardinals because I couldn't remember the last time they won. They only, they, like a couple years ago, they won. They played the White. Uh, no, they. Yeah, they played the White Sox and. Oh no, it was the Astros that played the. Anytime the Rangers are on, I can't help but think of the fact that their manager Ron Washington tested positive for cocaine. Dude, that's what we call him. Oh really? <laughs> we call him cocaine. We're like, look at cocaine dance. Because <laughs> he's always like bouncing up and down in the dugouts. So. Yeah, I mean, immediately you're just like, oh yeah, he's obviously he's excited. He's high on cocaine. <laughs> when Josh Hamilton catches the ball, we're like heroin. <laughs> and when when Ron Washington now, does anything, Josh Hamilton, you got to feel so bad for the Dude, guy. Uh, he's, yeah. When he threw that, he threw a Awful. ball into the stands, Awful. and a guy ran for the ball caught the ball and unfortunately fell over the railing and it wasn't an insanely far drop it was like 10 12 feet he but it was right on, on concrete yeah and right the guy his broke head. his neck and died in so front now, of his kid yeah in front of his kid and then they had the kid come out and throw the first pitch 
But man, that's just gotta. This guy has plenty of issues. His already. story, his story before that was pretty amazing as far as uh, athletes making comebacks and second chances and stuff like that. For that to happen, I was like, ooh, if anything's gonna send you back onto a downward spiral, it's that, you know? Yeah. So if they could win this, and he could kind of maybe, I mean, I'm not saying he's not gonna ever think about it again, but right. Yeah, but maybe maybe it wasn't his fault. You know, what I mean? know, but, it's, but, but you know, you got to have it. some survivor guilt there. Of, of course, of course, oh, I would. I, sh- I would if I hadn't have thrown that ball. That guy wouldn't have done that, and he would. And the weird it. thing is, the kid. Obviously, the kid's still a fan, but you <clears> you wonder, like later on in life, is he going to be like Josh you Hamilton know killed my father? You know what? Fuck the <laughs> Tex- well, it's weird that his fuck gift the Texas is, Rangers. He gets to throw the pitch. Like I wouldn't want to go back to a baseball stadium. I well, I think it was kind of like. It's, what else can you if do? If you crash yeah. on your bicycle, man, you shouldn't stop loving baseball because that happened. Right. Like, you and his dad's a bicycle. You go out and you buy a new bicycle. <laughs> no. But, yeah, I, I mean, sure maybe there's something in, okay, maybe this will help him move on. When Ron Washington, the Texas uh, manager, when he got busted for cocaine. Well, he told on himself before the t- positive test even came out. Which was a, probably a smart move. But it's pretty crazy that I didn't even know that they would bother testing managers. I didn't understand that either. I'm like, who cares if this guy's coked up? He's not going to play in the game. It's not a performance in hand. If anything, he's like, he's just going to be wanting more cocaine in the dugout and not <laughs> yeah. managing the game. Like, yeah, cocaine trading, doesn't make you smarter what you trading do. Trading Josh Hamilton for a kilo of uh, white yeah, China or whatever. Yeah, dude. It's like, Halpin's like, you think Hamilton looks over at Washington and goes, are you going to call your guy or should I call mine? <laughs> so now what happened with that? He got, he got tested positive. He, but he, yeah, he, he kind of he – He'd been out a couple nights before the test. He'd done a couple bumps. I don't think it was like – he was like, I was mainlining cocaine. Like, but the, the, the funny thing was – he by the league or anything like that? I think he might have gotten – I don't remember. It wasn't anything that serious. He probably got fined by the team or something. Like that, he, it was like a suspension. Or yeah, anything. but uh, I love his excuse was that he said it was his first time trying cocaine. The guy is like what fifty eight, sixty year old. That. Right. That's a little bit early to just try your first drug. I just love that you're like, <laughs> you know what? I've been around it my entire life, being in the uh, major league baseball and all that, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna try it now. That's like somebody who takes up smoking cigarettes. Like <laughs> I'm fifty five. I think I want to buy a pack of Reds. Let's yep. do this. <laughs> Yeah, just, I, it, you know, curiosity got the best of me. It was peer pressure. And, it was all these other, Tony La Russa was just <laughs> Everybody else around. was doing it. Yeah, all the other managers Keith were Hernandez making fun of there, me. like, don't be a pussy. <laughs> I picked up uh, Dwight Gooden at a yeah, rehab all the, center. The 86 Mets are just sitting there like, come on, dude. I forget, someone pointed out, I think it was on the Nick and Artie, uh, Nick DiPaolo and Artie Lang have a new uh, sports talk show. It's pretty funny. Oh, cool. And one of them pointed out that, Bill Buckner is actually okay. He was the guy who blew that '86 World Series, let the ball go through. What? Right. What? You know, whether he six, blew it they or had not. Game Seven to win it. Right. I mean, obviously, make a case. It's that wasn't all his fault, but he made that big uh, botched, most famous error in sports history. But somehow he's fine. Meanwhile, the 86 Mets, the the team, team that won it, they are just a bunch of crazy cokeheads. You got yeah. Dwight Gooden, uh, Daryl Strawberry said tons of. Coke problems. Uh, Lenny Dykstra. Lenny Dykstra, dude, what a scumbag that guy is, dude. We haven't gotten to talk about this yet on the podcast, but Lenny Dykstra is Charlie Sheen with a little bit more athletic ability. He's living, but but, but no no comeback ability. <laughs> right, He's no. not going to be on a new baseball team anytime soon. Yeah, the difference is He's when you're done. when you're 45, they can't just go. You know, we'll give you another shot. It's yeah, not like he'll get this another. This is the sitcom. natural, pal. You're not Robert Redford. It's it's over for you. So yeah, if you have if you've been following the Lenny Dykstra story recently, he just got let out of jail. 
by admitting to some fraud charges. Apparently, he had all this money, then he lost all this money. He was involved in all these kind of like crazy business deals. But he went to jail recently because he he leased all these cars using this <laughs> fake credit uh, company. It was something really generic. It was like ABC Auto Credit or something. He made up some generic name that was just completely fake. Yeah. Leased all these cars. And then eventually they're like, you're not paying for these cars. So he went to jail. And while he was in jail, it also came out that he had been exposing himself to different cleaning ladies all around Los Angeles. <laughs> so what he would do is... He would post an ad on Craigslist saying, hey, come over for this cleaning job. And the cleaning ladies would come over and he just he would just be there naked, exposing himself, saying, like, you know what you got to do to get this cleaning job. And I guess some of them told on him. But he is still he's still at it. I, I follow him on Twitter just because it's hilarious. Like he's he's starting this free nails campaign. Like you know, get a free nails T-shirt, support the movement. The truth will come out. Like what truth? You evaded taxes. Yeah, what what you a had scumbag a, you are! Yeah, like, you you Lenny Dykstra. The last thing you want is the truth to come out. That yeah. the truth is not your friend. Yeah. We don't want to get into the car wash finances that you have. Yeah, it's not going to set operation. you free. It's going to put you away for like a long time. <laughs> but Longer. he is he is a funny dude. to follow on twitter because he he will like you see girls like saying stuff to him like hey lenny blah 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 he's like he's like flirting on with them and like being kind of aggressive like yo when are we gonna go out and this is i think i don't know how it worked but i swear to god he was in jail flirting with chicks on twitter and Mm. i was like man some guys just got it (laughs) some guys they just have the uh I got the best luck, man. That guy's a turd. <laughs> the best luck. Yep. Well, I don't know. I mean, he kind of he had great luck in his innate athletic ability. He kinda, yeah, well, he, I mean, he, blew was a great, he was a great baseball player. But it was pointed out to me a while back that most baseball players are hicks. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like they're either farm guys who like grew up small town, or My you know, is. they're from like you know now a lot of them are just from out of the country, Dominican and Japan yeah. and all that. But but those guys aren't even close to as bad as any of the white guys that are always like, oops, I shot my buddy when we were hunting. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. dude, you did what? That's really bad for the team, man. Like, right. Well, I mean, it's in just, high school. Play basically, you're just giving a hillbilly $5 million a year. Dude, it's the Kenny and, Powers syndrome. It's like, exactly. that's and, like how most of them in, in their head. I think that's how a lot of those guys are. Like, and you just go around town to town. You're, you're on the road the entire season. You're just going to get in trouble. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine as many days, like, they play 160 games and they play 80 of those on the road. It's like, yeah, yeah it's a grind, a man. Day. It's like a day here. It's yeah, like, what are you gonna do? Just sit and play Canasta? No, you're no, gonna dude, get you're gonna drunk. And, you have and... money, dude. There's no need to stay home. Exactly. You can eat all your meals out. You can go get steak, beers, strippers. Dude, that sounds. I mean, it sounds like a great gig. That's why we all wanted, wanted to, to be, be professional athletes. <laughs> right. We're hoping maybe this podcast takes off and things go crazy. Yeah, maybe we can one day be uh, live a professional athlete's uh, lifestyle. I, I don't, you know, I don't think that's coming anytime soon. Dude, I'm going to try out for the NFL next year. So now, you look like you. Uh, I could see you as a tight end. Now, yeah. what what position? If you had to play, if you had to play oh. any position in the NFL, right would you now go for? in high school, I mean, I was offensive line and defensive end. Yeah, I could see that. But I, now I would probably, <laughs> you know, I'd like to I'd like to play defensive end, but I don't. I mean, kicker maybe. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah. like my oh. body right now, the way no, it is right now. Big. Yeah, kicker, kicker would Punter. be good. I'd like, Punter. I'd like to get, I'd like Punter's to give it good. a shot at outside linebacker. I mean, I, I think 
59160. I think we'd be broken in half. Weak like, side, weak side. Uh, oh, you know, oh, I'm not oh, going to play oh, the strong side. You can just sit in a chair and watch the game happen. It, yeah, it is. Uh, it is. You really feel old once you kind of get that. Okay, I'm not going to be a professional athlete. That's really when you become a man. Some. When you, oh, admit, hey, when you admit that, you're you like, know, when you when it. you have sex or whatever, <laughs> that could depend on the age, but. Once you once you realize you're not going pro, then then your life begins. Then you actually start figuring out. Okay, so I'm not gonna be a prof- I'm not gonna be a tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles. I gotta do something now. I remember my dream in life was to be a backup tight end for the Philadelphia Eagles, and my logic was, well, I'm in fifth sixth grade here in peewee football, and I'm the backup tight end. That hopefully I can parlay that into being the backup sure. tight end sure, for the you Philadelphia just keep Eagles. Sure, doing that year after year, and right? And you don't get on... in a lot, but I would, I would be really good in practice. I'd motivate the guys. A lot of hustling. I carry the tackle dummies <laughs> like I do in practice now. And then you realize, as a professional athlete, they don't need that. They don't want hustle. They probably find it annoying. You're showing up the. I mean, look at how they ostracized Rudy. No one wanted to be Rudy's friend. They, they thought he was annoying. Although the John Favreau character kind of took a liking to him. But most of the team, yeah, they admired his heart, but they also kind of thought he was a dick. They wanted to punch him in the face, yeah. The best is Joe Montana was on the Dan Patrick show, and he talked about, yeah, you know that movie Rudy? Because uh, Joe Montana was a quarterback during the Rudy season. Yeah. He's like, they took a lot of liberties. Like, he, he yeah. went he – went, <laughs> A step short of saying it was a complete lie. But he, he, yeah. he basically implied, eh, there's a lot of... And now it sounds like Rudy kind of is a dick. Like, he just... I don't know if he's a dick, but seems like a very type A aggressive guy. He goes around the country doing all these motivational speeches, which really... What what do you say if if you're the Rudy guy? Just go, hey, yeah, just, like just keep Let's going watch the at scene it. From the Remember movie? how I tried really hard to do something, and then when I finally got to do it, I wasn't good at it. Well, <laughs> exactly. You guys can do the same thing if you try really hard and aren't good at something to then eventually be a professionally not good at it. Right. Eventually, yeah. everyone's like, I'm not motivated here, dude. You're a pretty <laughs> bad motivational speaker. Eventually, people feel sorry for you. They'll they'll, they'll you know give you a spot, and Hollywood will feel sympathetic for you and write a movie. <laughs> For it, and, it, and it'll work out for some reason. That's his pitch. Like, <laughs> just be pathetic, and Hollywood will write a movie about you, and then you just kind of get the royalties off that. You become friends with John Favreau. Like, it's just the whole thing. All right. Now, did you see the University of Arizona game versus USC? I did not. Okay, I didn't. I didn't watch the game, but I did hear about there was a streaker. Oh, gross! There was. Well, I don't think he got. He got completely naked, but he did. Top of the ninth inning, Rangers are up 7-5. I forgot they were playing in St. Louis. I'm like, top of the ninth, if they're up, why are we doing that? What's happening? Exactly. So, yeah, St. Louis will have another shot here in the bottom of the ninth. Maybe maybe extend it to a game seven. So now Arizona and USC, they're playing a game, and this fan runs out, but he's dressed completely as a referee. Dressed completely as a referee, he starts making hand signals. He tries to grab the ball, but the ref realizes then that it's, it's not, not another it's ref. Not another but for a moment, like the the refs do that move, like where they come from the sidelines, they make eye contact, and they're kind of like seeing where the kid's spotting it, and the, the kid's running around, and then the kid goes crazy, rips off his clothes, running around. Oh, of course, awesome. security tackles him. <laughs> sure. It's a, it's a fun little video on YouTube, and that ends up igniting a fight between USC and Arizona for some reason. Because all the players are standing around. I, I don't know exactly. I mean, the kid didn't do anything to ignite it. But I think just all the players clumped around. They ended up getting in a fight. So then the real refs are dragging the players off. It's a total chaotic scene. Pretty, pretty kind of funny. I mean, in the long run, no one, no one got hurt. 
that will then. But now, this is one of the greatest interviews. I shouldn't have oversold it that much, but they interview this kid, the Phoenix News, because it was, uh, oh, did I say, it was uh, Arizona State, sorry. And they interview this kid, and uh, he is he is just a delight. There's no other way to describe this kid. So this is from the Phoenix Local News, and this is the uh, one-on-one interview with the Arizona Streaker. Uh, this, this idea first popped in my head in July. I was in Minnesota doing an internship over the summer. I was actually getting my oil changed and just waiting on uh, the guy to come tell me my oil was done. And so I was just brainstorming, thinking of ideas, and uh, um, I just kind of conjured up this idea, you know, one step at a time. And it felt foolproof to me. To act- <laughs> this guy is great. He is possibly, he is dumb. And even by Arizona State standards, but just conjured <laughs> up like he's summoning spirits. Uh, he says like idea nine times in the first, you know, a guy has a bad idea when he has he's, to use the uh, word idea. <laughs> he, he remembers when he had an idea, like, okay, I was sitting at the oil change. Then I had an idea. Then I thought of another idea. Then I thought of multiple <laughs> ideas that connect together. I deemed it foolproof actually get out on there and um you know you have the guy that just jumps the wall and runs out camera immediately goes off of him um (laughs) so i kind of thought a plan to have the camera stay on me a little bit longer and uh then kind of do a little surprise at the end why'd you want to do this uh i'm graduating in december (laughs) and um i figured you know my life's gonna start and i have like a little bit of time to actually do you know, something crazy, and I felt like this was kind of last hurrah to, you know, instead of just working the desk job or, you know, uh, early entry position. No, wait, wait, wait. How does that get you out of a desk job? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> oh, you, you're a streaker? No, you're going to go right up to the president of the company. Management, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you how it gets you out of, a, uh, out of a desk job. There's a thing called YouTube. And <laughs> everyone goes, you're not, not working here, hire buddy. You. That's the way you're going to get out of a desk job or an entry-level position, as you like to describe it. With a bachelor's, so I was like... You know, who knows what will happen if, you know, net last nationally televised game of the year. Um, actually, I guess we have one more, but uh, I'm not going to be able to attend that one. So I was like, it's now or never. I'd like to put on the record that I was had not had one sip of alcohol or, you know, any drug or anything like that. Reporters I wanted to be completely like sober. On record. Um, <laughs> so I'm not just some stupid idiot out there. Well, it out. That makes you so more I feel like it's more stupid. of a feat of planning than just... He goes, it was more a feat of planning than anything. <laughs> it was a feat, all right. Oh, if someone thinks you're around. drunk and you have to explain that you're not and you're not on drugs, that means yeah, just let what them you believe did was that. even stupider yeah. than if you were. Oh, so you don't have up. an excuse? You're just an idiot. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, just let, let them keep believing that you're an idiot or that you're drunk. I'm on the field and be stupid. Yeah, uh, I love the show Wipeout. This um, is, oh, sorry. This is him explaining why he did it. And I he, love the show Wipeout on ABC. Yeah. Now, John, before I finish this clip, how do you think this is going to tie together? Uh, <laughs> he saw a ref on Wipeout. You know, we could we could be here all day. Yeah, I expect to get clotheslined. Well, Logan, let's hear it. I haven't turned an application, but I have an application in the works. And uh, one of the questions is, what's the craziest thing you've ever done? And this is the craziest thing I've ever done. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm not sure if I could top it. Maybe going on a wipeout could possibly top it, but um, well, I kind of that didn't tie together very well at all. No, <laughs> no, he just he just needed to fill I out like the application. I like the show Wipeout, <laughs> and then uh, probably really, could have lied on that application. I'm just yeah. <laughs> We've researched this. The craziest thing he ever did was not streaking at a football game. Nope. 
You forgot. You forgot it was your this news interview. Exactly. It was, <laughs> where he explains was, why he did it. Right. The craziest thing was your logic here of why you thought this would get you on Wipeout. And then I think I, I he think he has one. More felt life. like if I won Wipeout, that's fifty grand, and whatever charges came from this, you know, it all even out in the end. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, I love that guy, man. He's awesome. And now he's facing a felony charge because they got him on impersonating, on a impersonation. A person, not, imp- not impersonating a referee. But, no, but it, I guess it's like impersonating some other person because he made up a fake field pass to get down on the sidelines. And ah. I guess faking someone's ID or credentials to access a public stadium or something like that. If they want to be dicks about it, they can make that a thing, Right. I mean, know? there's probably some 9-11 law here where faking identification to get into a public building, blah, blah, blah. They, they, supposedly he could face a year and a half, which is insane if he does that. Well, like, I this mean, is you a... can think about the ideas that he had that got him <laughs> yeah, there. <exactly. laughs> you think changing your, your motor oil change was boring. I was Imagine... in prison getting raped when I came up with this idea about not getting raped anymore. <laughs> and I was like, maybe if I didn't do this streaking thing. So then I filled out my application to wipe out. Like, <laughs> Turns out the craziest thing I ever did was get raped by a huge dude in prison. <laughs> Like you are in, <laughs> and then the, the the guy who raped him got on wipeout. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> dude! Wait, what? We're competing? He's like, I love you. <laughs> He's like, I streaked once, and it <laughs> yo, this guy has an interesting story. They get like interviewing him, like I streaked once, and now it's bladders when I poop. No. Yo, yo, Doug, that shit turned me on. But you imagine if you go into oh, jail for something, you go Ooh. into jail for something yeah. like a novelty or some oh. sort of like prank or whatever. I imagine that's the first guy. Like, oh, you think you're a funny boy, huh? You think you're a funny boy? I imagine the Latin Kings or <laughs> yeah. whoever's What'd in there. What'd you do? Oh, I stabbed the guy. What'd you do? I dressed up like a referee. <laughs> Yo, I hate referees, dog. Yeah. It cost me thirty-five grand. <laughs> yeah, I've been in here every weekend. You've ruined everything. Well, that's why I want to kind of interview uh, Tim McGonaghy, the NBA ref, who's actually working now for a gambling website. Of course he is. Because <laughs> he, he knows the refs and the tendencies and whatever. So Tim McGonaghy, the NBA referee who fixed games, got kicked out of the NBA, obviously served some time. I thought it was just Donaghy. Donaghy, sorry. Tim Donaghy, yeah, that sounds right. He, I want to know his experience in jail because – Obviously, He's probably there's a bets. lot of guys yeah. who have gambled on it. I imagine a lot of Dwayne Wade fans or, or whoever he called those crazy fouls against, and then you're going into the prison. Imagine, imagine uh, you know, he, he roughed the Miami Heat this year, and it came down to some controversial calls. I bet you there's some guys in jail who lost some money on some NBA playoff games. I'm going to go out on a limb. There's probably guys that committed the crimes because they lost the money. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. I didn't realize I was betting against the mafia the entire time. Thanks a lot, Tim. It seems crazy to me that that's that you would get thrown in jail for that, but I guess it makes sense. In jail for shaving points? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's. I mean, that's insane. I mean, that's highly illegal because there's tons of it. I guess money exchanges hands and that. Tons of illegal gambling. You're you're basically you know disrupting a business that has millions of dollars. Oh, that makes sense. <clears throat> Yeah, like I said, it makes sense. I just, I don't know. I didn't, I guess I didn't know that. <laughs> it's a pretty serious slogan, sports. You're like, I was going to get a job as a ref next year. And <laughs> yeah. now I got to learn. <laughs> you should, I actually rules. have to learn the sport. This is not cool. You yeah. should get fined for impersonating a ref. I recently, I, I just want to touch on this uh, real quick. You have the, an idea? 
No, I haven't. Well, yeah, I got my oil changed, and it got me thinking about this foolproof scheme of having ideas. Podcasts. And, you know, I thought one thing led to another. A lot of guys have a podcast where you just, um, you know, they download it and stuff. But I wanted it where you could download it and then download it on iTunes because I want to be different. Because, you know, it's my senior year, and I want to go out doing something different. Before you start your life and your desk job. And this is why I don't have abs, all right? Because... I have a brain. It's one or the other. This guy was a cut dude, blonde hair, probably gets laid a ton because chicks, especially at that age at Arizona State, oh, my God, he's so crazy and funny. John, as a comedian, doesn't this annoy (laughs) you that this guy probably got laid and girls were writing it off? probably must have gotten laid way more than me. He probably got a ton of tail before this, and now chicks oh. are like, he's I hilarious. Saw. He's wacky. Did you hear his news interview? He has ideas at the fucking oil change place. <laughs> oh, he's smart. He's I, I slept with a streaker. Yeah. yeah. My dad would totally get along with this guy. <laughs> Yo, what's up, bro? So you also like Arizona State football? Sweet. Arizona spread call. Let's hang out. <laughs> Arizona is pretty hot, man. I was just there for a couple shows. It was a good time, though. We hung out in Phoenix. Actually, yeah, it was, it was a really good Gross. time. But, uh, it was hot, man. It's still like 100 degrees in Phoenix, and the girl's place we were staying at, she goes, yeah, I don't, I don't go in the pool unless it's way over 100. Like, Why? So you, you can cook me? yourself? Like, what are you yeah, insane? Yeah. And just as a, as a white guy, super pale skinned, was, uh, it was a dangerous What shows did you do man. there? I did... Um, what shows did I do? I did a couple of bar shows around town. They were they were real fun. And then this um, this show that Ron Babcock put together at this place called the Film Bar. It's kind of like a, yeah, it's a it's a small theater, but then they also serve drinks and stuff. And they did it was like a little bit of a variety show, but they had me, Ron Babcock, Cornell Reed do some stand up, and uh, nice. yeah, it was a really good time. Although there was one drunk heckler girl. Oh. And it was – and I started off the stand-up portion, and it was the – like, the show was going really well. Like, that's when – when I get heckled when I'm doing bad, I'm like, okay, maybe I can dig myself out of this. Right. And then, you know, you can just kind of say whatever you want and whatever. There's nothing to lose. But when the show's going really well, and then this girl would just yell out, like, F you. Like, not even in response even to a, a joke. Good, yeah, not even nothing. Clever. Or like I didn't, I didn't go over the line, and then she said something. So then, you know, then I got to put her in her place, and then she comes back again, and then I put her in her place again. Then I'm trying to move on. She's like, "Yeah, move on." And then I was like, "Well, yeah, I am moving on, but not because you told me so." All right. And then I got the entire crowd to chant "Shut up," and then eventually she shut up. <laughs> But it I'm is, glad, I love how it took the entire crowd. Like eventually, she was like, "Oh, I guess everyone wants me to be quiet." And her friends from work were coming up, and, the, and they were like, "I'm so sorry about that. Thank you for doing that." She does that all the time at work. She just won't shut up. She's very annoying. That's like, well, then why would you? Bring why the, her? Why, why you would you bring? Friend? Well, first of all, why do you hang out with her outside of the office? And two, why would you bring her to a comedy show where it's not? polite to talk out loud and do that right all right maybe well, clearly comment, they're very smart maybe so. a comment here or there but there's no need to just randomly yell out when i'm when i'm trying to do the act for christ's sake but uh overall good times in phoenix <laughs> and when i when i came back here i was i was rushing to get back it's tied into the law enforcement thing i was playing a cop in a music video oh, nice. for our uh, our buddy wax who does the music or you know he lets us use the music for the show he's he's really blown up as a rapper he's been signed to def jam and uh, he asked me to play a cop in his uh, music video, 
And it, it was it was really fun. I grew a mustache for it. I dressed up in the cop outfit. But then there's also a lot of downtime, and it, and the the scene is like kind of I won't I won't give it away, but it was there's some partying going on. Is is the basic premise of the scene. So it was weird because people like I forgot I was in the cop uniform, and there was actually a cop car there, and I was just like randomly leaning up against the cop car, and people showed up and they looked at me thinking like I was in charge of this music video shoot, and like all right, uh, and. It was in Sherman Oaks. They were blasting the music, and no, no one actually called the real cops like, because the cops they, are already there. You know, they saw this the cop oh, car really? there, and I'm hanging out there. There's this other guy. There's this guy who makes a living, or there's I'm sure there's a lot of guys like this in the industry. All he does is rent out cop cars, and he also has cop uniforms. He'll play cops in a lot of music videos, and that's kind of his living. It's Oh. It's Los Angeles. But, yeah, it was it was funny because I'd be you know, making eyes with a girl across the room, drinking <laughs> a beer, and then I can tell she's kind of giving me the stink eye, and I'm like, what's, what's going what's on here? What's the problem? He's like, well, you're a cop. Right, exactly. And, uh, I, yeah, it's, it, was, it was surreal because you kind of lose track that, that you were wearing a cop outfit. Well, this guy, he's no cop, but he's, he's running for another form of public office, and that is president. Been uh, following the GOP campaign at all? Uh, I have, you know, I haven't. I'm kind of embarrassed how little I know. Um, I just, you know, I've been busy and right. World the, Series and, is and on. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of candidates. I don't. This is one of the things I don't follow it that uh, that closely. But if I hear something happens or a video is really popular or whatever, I'll kind of check in. Sure. Logan uh, first pointed out uh, this to me, but uh, Herman Cain. Who is a? Uh, he's one of the black Republican. He's actually one he's of the, the only one. But yeah, he's, the, he's leading the pack right now. Leading the, the pack right now. He uh, <laughs> used to run uh, Godfather's Pizza, which well, it, I don't understand. Before he was a uh, before he started getting into politics. Yeah, that's on his resume. Yeah, he was like the CEO of Godfather Pizza. Right, but I mean, what he's served offices. He didn't just come from Godfather's Pizza and go. I want to be president. Well, uh, he, I think that's it. He no, was a radio host. No, he, well he. He what happened was, first off, he uh, he was Godfather's Pizza, and then he got involved in the Restaurant Trade Association, like the lobbying group, and they sent him in 1992 to go up against, or just to go to this town hall style meeting against Bill Clinton, and he asked Bill Clinton, "Oh, this health care plan you want to put in, and what am I going to tell all these people? I got to lay off." And so people are like, "Yeah, good point, blah blah blah." So that kind of raised his profile in this lobbying group. He became the head of this lobbying group. So he's been lobbying for the restaurant association for a long time. Wow. It's kind of interesting. He was actually one of the guys, like, they're giving him a lot of crap, like, because he was one of the people fighting against lowering the blood alcohol level for driving from 0.10 to 0.08. He was one of the guys who said, no, I don't think that's a good idea. So, And he also fights for smoking in restaurants. His thing being, hey, it's personal choice, and uh, – uh, whatever. And I'm sure the tobacco industry, it sounds like they give him a ton of money. But the point being... He's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he, seems like, he seems like an all right guy. His angle is, hey, do what you want. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not opposed to freedom, unlike Logan. And uh, So he, he puts out this latest, uh, his latest campaign video is, <clears throat> it's his campaign manager, you know, kind of zooming in, just like, hey, we need to get America back. We need to take back America. You know, that whole spiel. And then after he's done, 
He just takes a huge drag off a cigarette and blows the smoke into the camera lens, almost like out of a rap video. Like, I just said something really gangster. And then it cuts to Herman Cain, and he's just up against these weird window shades. And he just, like, has the slowest, creepiest smile. Like, it's, it's 30 seconds of him smiling. And it's way zoomed in on his face, like way too much. Right. And while while they're doing that, this theme song, while he's creepily <laughs> smiling, this uh, Herman Cain theme song comes blasting on. Sounds right out of the 80s. Yeah. This is it. Oh! Wow. Oh, no! Oh, no! Wow. Bottom of the nine. Oh, no! That's crazy! No! Okay, so someone just hit a a double, right? No, it's a bottom of the ninth, two-run triple. I can't see who it is, John. Give me a a play-by-play here. Dude, it was... uh... Is that Holiday? Better not have been. Ron Washington is looking for a key bump. Two outs, <laughs> bottom of the ninth, three-run triple. Freeze. Ah. Wow. And the outfielder looked like he had a line on it, too. Put up the glove. Yeah, oh, just extended. Wow. That he, he is. He jumped pretty high, but he couldn't get there. He's still two feet off or something. Oh, painful. Oh, my God, dude. <clears throat> All right, so for you listening out in podcast land, sorry, it could have, you could when you're hearing this, the game is already over, so yeah. you already know how John feels about the outcome, which is weird. Have you ever have you ever done that when you bet on a game or you're really interested in the game and then you tape it, and then you have to go through that process of hey, whatever you do, don't tell me. Whatever you do, don't tell me. Yeah, I mean, I, I try not to do that. Like, you know, what I mean, it's I'm too- not like going to record this game and then go home and watch the whole thing. I would just fast forward to the end to find out who won, so I can just turn on Sports Center to do that. Exactly, like, and with mobile devices all over. Yeah, the place, it's so hard, it's, and people text you constantly. I'm sure there's like probably 13 texts on my phone about this game right now. So it's exactly. like exactly. So now, John, Halloween's coming up. Any big uh, any big plans for the holiday? Uh, tomorrow night, I, uh, where I went to school in northern Wisconsin, they have this huge... Wow, sorry. Going to extra innings. They have this huge party every year uh, on the 28th of October. It's in the woods. I think you were telling me about this once. Like, a yeah. lot of bonfires. Yeah, it's like a, a huge bonfire. A band comes out. They put up a circus tent in the middle so of it's nowhere. Like, it's, like, it's like Burning Man for uh, Wisconsin folks. Yeah, but it's not like... it's just <laughs> Midwest about, Burning know, Man. Exactly. Smoke just some beer joints, drink cheese. 50 beers, you know... Take a little bit of acid, maybe. Nothing, nothing too liberal, right? But uh, I can't. I can. I did make it back last year, and I'm, I can't make it back this year. Uh, so I've decided to have. I'm starting my own tradition out here, and me and uh, Helpin are going to start bar. We're going to bar hop from Crazy Girls to Jumbos. Okay. Starting tomorrow night. Um, okay, Crazy Girls is a strip club on and, uh, Sunset Boulevard. Uh, it's La Brea, and oh, yes, yeah, that's like La Brea and Sunset. And yeah. Then, Jumbo's is on Hollywood, but there's a bunch of bars on Hollywood Boulevard and Sunset. So where where are you planning? Where else you plan on hitting up? Uh, probably Borders or Borders. What's it called? Borders. I don't know. Yeah, Borders. Uh, Sounds like a bookstore. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, Borders <laughs> is the bookstore. So now you're you're going on a on a on a bar hopping tour with you and your buddy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of drinking going on. Oh yeah, yeah. 
What's what's the end? I'm gonna game take here? shrooms too. That's the other thing. <laughs> what's, uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> so now, what's what's like your best case scenario of how this night ends? Oh, up? it ends bad, dude. I mean, I already know there's gonna be pee inside my pants where it shouldn't be. Like a lot of it, and uh, I you already just know. listed like six so now, drugs. Why, you why why shrooms and a strip club? Are you worried? Do you, are you a guy who freaks out when you take mushrooms? Are you worried that might things might get too intense? No, I mean, I'm not gonna go crazy or anything. I mean, we're just I, I just told my buddies about it. Like, hey, let's do this, and they're like, yeah, that sounds fun. So we're just doing it. But I know when I like, I don't drink that much anymore, and I don't really go out during the week unless I'm doing stand up, and then I just go home when I'm done. So when I plan, like, hey, let's. We're going to get drunk right. on Friday. Like, I know that I'm going to be like, well, this is the night we're doing it. We're getting drunk. So, like, I'm going to be like, it's going to be sloppy. Yeah, I've seen I've seen you a mess a couple oh, times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the 4th of July? <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, I remember the 4th it's gonna of July. Get, it's, Do you remember the 4th no, of July? No, dude. I remember, I remember standing at a party and, like, three three people I didn't know. And I was like, am I at the right party? And they go, no, you're not, but you're cool. <laughs> and I was totally at the wrong house. I just walked into a place. Yeah, was someone like, hey. told me they had to go down the street and find you or dude, something. I, dude, my friends. I came to the like party three. a little bit late. And as I was driving up to the party, I see you, and you're walking along the sidewalk, talking into a cell phone, and you look you look very confused. And I like honk a wave, and you, you, I don't think you caught me. And I couldn't tell what was going yeah, on. Yeah, you, you seem like uh, how'd that night end for you? Uh, my buddy had to come and pick me up. I was outside an In and Out Burger. Like I don't know, I had wandered up by the 405. <laughs> I'd wandered up by the 405, and I was like, I don't know where I'm going. And he's like, dude, where are you? So he, they finally found me and tracked me down. But I remember vividly, like, staggering and talking on the phone and then seeing a cop car and be like, I'll call you back. <laughs> and then, like, standing up straight and, and like, leaning on a light post. Like, <laughs> like, like I was somehow like, okay, they don't know anything well, about what I'm doing. Everything's totally Everything's startled. above board. Just a, man, just a man leaning against the light post. Exactly. I mean, which they're like, oh, look at this hammered dude. Like, start, starts whistling. But I was, you know, but that was the night when I, I'd driven to my friend's house in Venice. And I was like, I'm going to go to a party out here. And I'm not going to drive home. I'm going to stay at my buddy's house. Like, I planned getting drunk. So it was like... At least exactly. I'm smart enough to know that, like, I don't just go out, have nine beers, and go, oops, I got to drive home now. Like, right. yeah. that, when that's I plan when it can... out, like, I'm always in cabs, taking the train, taking the bus, whatever. It's, like, always calculated now, which sounds yeah. so corny and old manny. <laughs> like, look at this guy. He plans getting hammered. Just like, means you exactly. know how to party. You got it. You got it. I like to think planner. I'm so, sort of professional. Like, when people are like, let's do shots of whiskey, I'm like, no, dude, because I don't. You know, I don't want to end up in jail or like fighting police later. I'm such a jerk off on whiskey, and I know that, so I just stay away from it. It's not... What's the What's the craziest thing you've done on whiskey, as far as aggressive behavior that you wished, in hindsight, was pretty bad? Uh, well, I can go with tequila first. Um, okay, let's get the rundown. Uh, nine shots of tequila at this rap party for Temptation Island Two. <laughs> <laughs> now that uh... what that sounds like a perfect. Uh, that sounds like a great story. Yeah, you'd think, right? But my and my buddy kept like, and I kind of liked this girl I worked with, you know. So I was like, I was almost like even more mad that she didn't. I knew she didn't like me. She was there with like her. I don't know if it was her boyfriend at the time. And then my boss, who for some reason the more shots I did, I was like this smarmy turd. Like I don't like this guy at all. <laughs> and then like he's probably giving you a look like. John, you should slow and, down. And then, my, and then my idiot buddy Ryan just sitting next to me, go, you want to do another shot of tequila? Yeah. yeah. Like the devil, because I knew he knew what was going on. Like, and all of a sudden, I was like, next thing I know, I'm, I'm behind this guy. My boss is, I'm like, I grab him by the back of the head. I'm like, I'm going to take you outside and kick the shit out of you. <laughs> 
out of Whoa. nowhere? Out of nowhere. Completely and, unprovoked. And, and he was like, excuse me? I'm like, I'm going to kick your ass. And like super angry about it. And then the girl came over and tried to talk to me. And I just put my palm in her face and shoved her <laughs> <shoved laughs> backwards. Whoa. And she like took three steps back. And she's like, you're dead. And I was like, all right. So I had to fight her off with one hand. And I was like. <laughs> holding this dude and my buddy has finally stepped in and he's like all right we're gonna go he drags me out and this was at like revolver that gay bar in like west hollywood that's where they had wow. the rap party so you're at a gay bar in tequila or i mean on tequila yeah and anyway oh and then i had a job the next day i was supposed to work on this infomercial as a production assistant and i needed the work you know and and i woke up at like three in the afternoon and i was like Ooh, I felt rested. I was like, oh, cool. I look at my phone, like 46 missed calls. I was oh, like, man. what? And they were all like, dude, I'm outside. Dude, I, I, we got to get to work, man. It was my buddy from the night before. He's like, all right, I'm going to go to Burger King. When I come back, you better be up and out here. Like, There's like 15 messages like that. And then there's a bunch of them from the actual production. And then there's a bunch from the girl who hired me like, because I like you, you can come back into work tomorrow. And I'm like, whoa, whoa that's cool. See, that's Hollywood. You can you can write that off. I feel like other jobs, they're like, no. But Hollywood. Yeah, eh, and, and I find that amazing, especially because like those PA jobs are temporary anyway. So it's almost like you have a lot less to lose if they did fire you, but they still feel bad about firing you. Well, you know? yeah, and the thing at the time, there was so much work around and as a PA, like – you know, you, you also don't want to get a bad reputation and people go, oh, this guy's a crappy PA because that's all you – when you start, that's all you have. So it's like right. I gotta better be good at this because i got to move up. And if I'm not good at this, I'm going to be doing this for like five years, and that's unacceptable. So, yeah, Temptation Island 2. If you guys don't remember the Temptation Island series, it You're was a better person than most <laughs> other people if you don't remember this. It's those. basically where Fox got four couples together, put them – Josh Hamilton just hit a two-run uh, – Oh, my God. Did he really? Yeah, exactly. I don't I want to break your Temptation Island story and tell you to turn around and look at the TV. If Hamilton wins this game, people, this will be the greatest podcast that you're hearing after a live sporting event ever. Exactly. People are already thinking like, oh, yeah, it was a crazy uh, – Heroin. Heroin. <laughs> he's he's uh, riding high, almost as high as he used to get. <laughs> it's You know you've gone really crazy when you get addicted to tattoos, and that's when you kind of cross over in the drug uh, – the drug uh, – even my brother's texting me right now. John is getting texts off the chain. So, Temptation Island Two. Is there any? Is there anything we didn't see on camera in Temptation Island Two? Working as a PA, did you actually go to the island? Or were yeah, you that was the coolest thing. Is I got oh, wow. to, and that's where I met my buddy, and that's where I started an awesome cocaine habit. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... So yeah, take this, now this sounds interesting. Take us to Temptation Island Two. We got we we. How'd you, first off, how'd you get the job? Just normal PA uh, job. Uh, it was. But this seems like an awesome PA job. Well, it just started off as an office <laughs> thing. I, I had done some tiny work that my roommate at the time had passed up, and it kind of fall into my lap and this guy is like hey do you want to be an office pa for this temptation island 2 thing and i'm like eh, okay like i'd worked the u.s <laughs> comedy arts festival as a pa and that was awesome so i was like i'm only going to work cool things and i watched temptation the first season this girl i was seeing was watching it and i was like i'm never going to work on this crap <laughs> and then of course the next call i get is for temptation island 2 i'm like yeah okay sure <laughs> so i'm just sitting in the you're, office you're, the line you cross very early uh, dude uh, yeah I, just, it's money dude you just, exactly it's not, i knew i wasn't creating the show i wasn't going to be responsible for the outcome of it you yeah. know what i mean it was like there's also this thing of like, well, I did see it on TV, so <laughs> it's kind of cool. Well, it was just the whole – because they went. I was like, well, if I could go to the island. But I was told right away, you're not going to the island. So I was like, okay, great, whatever. So you're, you're in there. <laughs> I'm so I'm just in. answering phones, the front desk, doing you know, running errands, getting coffees, making copies, doing stuff like that. And then uh, I guess my attitude was positive enough or people enjoyed <laughs> having me around enough 
that they were like, hey, we can actually use someone out there. I'm like, well, I'm your guy, you know, and this is where I kind of met my buddy Ryan, who I'm like super good friends with now. And we've been, it's weird to remain friends with someone you work with in production, but we became, we're like best friends now and we've known each other since then. But he was like, oh, that's cool. You're going to the island. He was in casting. All you had to do was hang out with the cast. The cast. Yeah. I say that in quotes because they're <laughs> a bunch of idiots. But, uh, and not, no talents. It doesn't. But so anyway, we ended up, like, we go, it's, like, it's time to go. Like, we go, of course, because it's a long flight, I do something stupid like. Take... Sorry, real quick. Where is the island? That oh, it was actually in Costa Rica, and it okay. wasn't an island. It was a peninsula. It was like. Oh, man. That we, whole I, show is I, a I kept, I kept calling it Temptation Isthmus the whole time. I was like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. But we, uh, but I, on my way to the air, like. That night, I went out to a friend's dinner. I was like, I'm going to be gone for a month. I'm going to be in Costa Rica. Let's party. So I like take all this ecstasy. and like, <laughs> I'm like having a good time. And then it's time to go to the airport. So I'm like on the airport on ecstasy and like, like downers so I can pass out later. And just, you know, I'm just a mess when I get there. I like get drunk at the airport when I get there. We take a little tiny death plane uh, over the, like, because you could drive there, but it was through the jungle and all this treacherous road. We land. I get off the plane. I get into like the shuttle van that's there. And it's beautiful. I mean, Costa Rica is amazing. Yeah, I've, I went down there yeah. in March, and yeah, yeah it's amazing. It's, it's the, one of the greatest places on earth. Yeah, exactly. But I got into the van, and it's uh, it's just a, a white guy driving the van. He must have been a local there, and he was like, because he looked, you know, scruffy, you know, sandals, like jean yeah. shorts, like no Rastafarian shirt. Rastafarian white dude. Right. And he was like, he's like, hey, man, anything you want, man, anything you want. And I was like, cool, dude, how's the weed here? He's like, uh, dude, it's really gross. And I'm like, <laughs> I go, really? He goes, it's disgusting. And I'm like, oh, how's the blow? He goes, it's awesome. And I was like, okay, great. I'll have some of that. It was like, you know, I feel like I was ordering from a drive-up window. Was like, I was like, okay. And then when my other buddy showed up, we were just like, oh, it's on, because it was like the greatest, it was not like the stuff we got here, so we were excited. Right, it's probably right from the source. They probably just It was a, a lot cleaner. Off, it was a lot Dump cleaner. a little off while they're trucking it up from South America. Yeah, but it was, I mean, I, I ended up as a, I was there as a PA, but soon after, the guy who was in charge of all the transportation for the whole show, like, couldn't manage the drivers because they didn't speak English. So he was like, I can't work with these guys. So I was like, I'll do it. And so I get kind of promoted to, like, transpo guy, and it turns out all the drivers could speak English. They just didn't like that guy. <laughs> so when I was like, okay, guys, I'm going to try to explain this because I didn't speak any. You know, I was like, D. And they were like, yeah, we hear you. We get it. Uh, I was like, <laughs> what? So it was awesome. I mean, I basically drove around a RAV4 and people in vans and just made sure people got back and forth at the airport. And, like, you know, I filled up coolers and did that kind of thing. I had nothing to do with the cast. I never had to hang out with them or talk to them. And basically we would work 18-hour days and then go drink for, like, three hours and then – go to sleep for an hour and you know i peed my pants a bunch of times <laughs> woke up it in seems... a hammock in someone else's bungalow i did all kinds of weird did shit. you meet a lot of how were the girls down there you i didn't meet too many locals and the ones i did i was scared of because they like some of them seemed really young and i was i was like yeah yeah and we right. like we go to the discotheque and it was like not my scene <laughs> you're, right, really you're not a discotheque guy John. you don't not. strike me as that no that is uh that sounds awesome though so you but any any long term ramifications like when you came back everything was all good or uh, when we came back everything we just kept partying for like five years like we were still there <laughs> five years so this was like it was of... literally like three years went by it's like dude we still act like we're in coast I go I know this is getting disgusting like it's really time to fucking call it a day now what are you what are you up to these days as far as I mean obviously I know you're doing a lot of stand up comedy. You can, get your, can. you can get your uh, you can get John Huck's very hilarious CD, Fantasticular Hilaritation. 
That is correct. Available on Amazon. I'll put the link on SeanTGreen.com, as always. Yeah. yeah, no problem, man. So what's uh, you're doing the comedy thing? Are you working a day job at all? Or you, yeah, you said you're I, working on a show. Yeah, actually. right now I'm a supervising producer on a uh, hidden camera show for the Disney Channel. Oh, nice. I can't. That's interesting. It's it is. It's uh, it's kind of like um, like a kid prank show. It's kids pranking their parents, but we're going. This will be the. I mean, not to sound like an idiot, but this will be the edgiest thing that that Disney. Wow. Airs. It'll, it'll, now, you already you also great. worked on uh, Punk, right? As I did. As a producer for that? I did. How does that compare, Punk, compare to uh, this new Disney This show, show is uh, is better. It's uh, it's going to be like, it's like basically Punk meets Mythbusters. And it's for kids, you know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of, this is what we did, this is how we did it. You know what I mean? It's a little oh, bit. Oh, okay. That's, without uh, exposing, that pretty good. Without exposing, like, everything that we do. Sure, sure. I mean? Like. You want to keep? Can you uh, give out the name of the show? Do you? Have I an air can't day? really. I'm not even going to really talk anymore about it, just because we haven't shot anything yet. And, oh, okay. We have a we have a solid pilot. They bought the show. It's like sounds it's a good like, deal. It's sounds good like deal. things are moving along. They are. They are. Now speaking of kids, kids are going to be uh, dressing up a lot for this Halloween. And I saw this news story, and it kind of this is in my mind political correctness gone too far. There's some Ohio State students who have banded together. And they are claiming that Halloween costumes, there's too many racist Halloween costumes. And they started a campaign called, <laughs> We're a Culture, Not a Costume. And it, it is unintentionally one of the funniest things I've seen. Like, there's a, a normal-looking Middle Eastern kid with glasses next to a, uh, like a, a photo of a white person dressed as a terrorist with a bomb <laughs> strapped on him. Or there's a normal-looking Asian chick with, like, someone dressed up as a geisha girl. Like, Yes, it is a costume. And they were great. Like, one of the quotes they took out, like, just because it's one day out of the year doesn't mean you have the right to make fun of someone's culture. Like, no, that's, that's, that's a perfect what... excuse. <laughs> Halloween is a perfect excuse. Can you imagine a, a, a Halloween costume that's uh, – I understand – protesting wall street i understand the people <laughs> occupy san francisco a kid uh, an iraqi veteran he got his hit with like a flash grenade he's all busted up okay there's something to that protest now these people in ohio state where i think 40 years ago college students got gunned down or somewhere in ohio in Gilead, uh, in ohio kent state kent sorry state, yeah. similar similar region now they're protesting racist halloween costumes vietnam war is something to protest a guy dressed in a turban as a 7-Eleven guy for Halloween, that's not anything to protest. And they even went out of their way to specify that Irish and Italian stereotypes don't warrant enough to be protected. Like, oh, no. Really? See, that's, Wait, when nope, you dress nope, up nope, as nope, Guidos nope. and Guidettes? Yeah, or, but that's what they're saying. You can. Or like drunk mix or whatever. Oh, right? yeah. I'm hey. a leprechaun. Yeah. 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 All so, we are are short, angry, drunk people. I mean, so there, before, I there's, thought, some, there's some accuracy to that. But the point is you can't the, the, dress up like uh, there, The thing is there's a little bit of accuracy to all of it. You know what right. I mean? Right. That's but, why they – But uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna be that kind of protester and that angry about one, you have to be. It has to be across the board. You can't go. Oh, it's okay to make fun of black people, but you can't make fun of Middle Eastern people. Like, no, it yeah. doesn't work that way. It's, yeah, when you started the story, I thought, well, these guys are just nerds, but now it's like, well, they, now they're, they're racist. more racist <laughs> than they're they're more cultural culturalist. Is that a thing? You're now a this is a this is a, a priest. Ethnicist. 
coming out against Halloween on uh, ABC Nightline. Oh, they good. do a, a face segment, and this is this, this is guy the, had a face, so they put him on. Th- this is him. This is him weighing in on Halloween. One Halloween costume that some say has gone too far is called the illegal alien costume. Have you seen it? It's an orange prisoner jumpsuit, an alien's mask, and a green card. And many have taken offense at it, saying that it cruelly mocks the more than 12 million undocumented immigrants in this country. Now, Target and Walgreens, they've removed it from their online stores. (laughs) But a spokeswoman from Halloween Costume World, she says, well, it's just for fun. We sell pregnant nuns and all sorts of things. Well, yes, you do. But maybe you shouldn't. And I'm not a prude or anything when it comes to such matters. All right. Now yeah, he rambles on. But he's a priest. He should be a prude. Well, if yeah, he's not a prude, then are. he should be investigated. Illegal alien. I'm offended as a comedian. All right. That is one of the hackiest jokes of all time. And, oh, hey, he's look, he's an actual alien. And he's from another world. It's a pun. It's yeah, about... I, it's a play. It's a play on word. I don't understand. Like <laughs> yeah, it's the, the, the word alien offended? is being made fun of. The word alien is being made fun of. Yes, exactly. It's the word that alien has two meanings. Oh, hey, people who cross the border and it, extraterrestrials. Wouldn't that be funny if we mixed them up? First off, no, it's not funny. It's a kind of hack joke that I've heard it's a million super times. Super hacky. I mean, that, that's a huge. I mean, right. if he was like a comic who was like, I'm mad at this comedically, I would be like, oh, okay, I guess. But uh, it's ridiculous, and I think the bigger you, issue... If, me- if you're Mexican, oh, hey, green face. Oh, that's like my uncle who immigrated from here. That's very From Mars, painful. because we're all aliens. <laughs> uh, the bigger question is, uh, are people really shopping at Walgreens online? He's like, know. you can get this at Walgreens online. I was like, I, I can't have imagine you- someone's like, oh, God, we got to get on Walgreens.com <laughs> if, if and order that America, right up. Uh, maybe to order... Maybe you have herpes medication you want to renew online. You don't want to. Like yeah, yeah, maybe. I guess you're right. Like, but if you drive your car in any direction here in America, you're going to run into a Walgreens, CVS. <laughs> I've never been, even Los Angeles, which is less shopping mall-y than a lot of places, I've never been somewhere and go, God, is there a CVS, Walgreens? I just find around? a Rite Aid. What is happening? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a wash in these lack of... Uh, Lack of pharmacies open 24 hours. They are convenient. I like them. They got good products. But you're right. They're, uh, they're something you visit in person. Well, John, it was a, it was a pleasure having you in person. Oh, well, and, thanks, uh, man. Thank you. This was hear. fun. We're going to wrap things up with a haiku. Logan, you want to uh, take care of that? Let's do it. Okay. Manager. Temptation. Peninsula. Sober, not stupid. Wow, that was that was pointed, Logan. I appreciate that. Okay, Thanks. now John, where can where can people get more John Huck? Obviously, the album. We'll have a link on there. Yeah, you can buy my CD. Thank you for that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at j o n underscore h u c k. Uh, I'm going to be at the Comedy Store main room in about 45 minutes, okay. <laughs> which won't so, reach these people. <laughs> all right. There. Maybe they'll, they'll follow you on Twitter and hear about how awesome the show is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and um trying to think. Uh, yeah, nothing right now. So, yeah, that's it. All right. We'll keep up the date with uh, John Huck at that address. And uh, like we talked – I think we talked about off-air – 
your CD, we just send it over to 24-7 Comedy. They're going to be start playing it on their stations. Yes. And yeah. they just picked up a new affiliate in Austin, Funny1027. So congratulations to 24-7 Comedy. They're one of the uh, top iHeartRadio apps. You can get all the info at 247comedy.com. I got a couple uh, plugs here real quick. The Steel Stacks show in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. We already uh, almost sold out of the 100 tickets, but supposedly we're going to release some more tickets. But if you haven't got your ticket, make sure you go to SeanTGreen.com. You can hit the calendar button, and you can find it there. I'm doing it with another funny comic, Johnny LaQuasto. And Penn State, I'll be there at uh, Carnegie Cinema, November 10th, 9 o'clock. So check that out. And, of course, my CD, The Whiskey Dick. The physical, I just got the physical CD, so uh, stay tuned for that. You'll be able to actually buy a physical copy coming up here. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Green Room Comedy Podcast. We do it live here every week on SeanTGreen.com. The physical whiskey dicks. Are in. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Check out Sean Green's comedy CD, The Whiskey Dick, now available on iTunes. Follow the show on Twitter at Green Room Show. Check out thecomedygaragemovie.com and have a good day.